This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get off the bench and back to the show. The Florida Panthers 2021-2022 season preview show. Panthers hockey plays here. AM 560, FM 99.9, HD2, The Joe, WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Hour number two, it's our preseason special, Florida Panthers preseason special extravaganza. Blowout, spectacular. One of the great traditions in the National Hockey League. Doug Plagans, Katie Gauze, taking you up until about 8 o'clock here in the Eastern Time Zone. Exactly 24 hours from now, you could be in your seat at FLA Live Arena getting ready to watch the Panthers and the Pittsburgh Penguins hit the ice. For the Panthers, it'll be the season opener. For the Penguins, it'll be game number two. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. And then Saturday at 6, the Panthers and the Islanders coming up. Right here at FLA Live Arena, and folks, you can get the ultimate flexibility this season. Build a plan that fits your schedule. Simply select a minimum of 20 tickets. Use them in any combination of games and seats. For more information or to purchase tickets, go to floridapanthers.com slash flex or call 954-835-PUCK. For those of you wondering, Jameson Olive actually was here for a moment, and he, he, pulled, up, he pulled up a chair. He's going to join us later in the 7 o'clock hour, but he walked Why? in. He pulled up a chair very mysteriously. Looked like he was going to sit in the chair, and then he left. <laughs> and we will try to get to the bottom of exactly what went into that decision that he just made. We are going to have the other part of our Bill Zito conversation coming up here in just a moment that Jameson and I had a chance to uh, chat with Bill Zito on, uh, for Territory Talk. That episode dropped today. But, uh, Katie, lots of great things from uh, from segment one there in that conversation with, uh, with Bill Zito uh, talking about Anton Lindell's game, talking about uh, what Patrick Hornquist has meant to this team since he showed up at the start of last season, Joe Thornton making his mark already, so many different things that he highlighted, and, uh, you know, just a, a great conversation. You always you always pick up so much chatting with Bill Zito. Absolutely, and just, you know, kind of a unique perspective just to sort of gauge his excitement on, you know, seeing what he's built now kind of taking the ice for this second season they're you know they're seasoned they're they're comfortable they're ready i think he's you know he's very humble when he speaks about it but i think there's a level of excitement there that he's really looking forward to similar to coach q with just you know this this team has a lot to be excited about and maybe they're trying to you know keep it keep it under wraps but it's going to be special and you can tell by talking to him and, and, and just kind of gauging the way he watches and evaluates things, that this is going to be a, a lot of fun. Yep, it's going to be a lot of fun, no doubt about that. Uh, this hour is going to be a lot of fun. I mentioned Jamison Olive is going to be joining us later on 
in the hour. We'll have some predictions to get to, get some thoughts from Jameson. We'll just see how he's doing as well. Uh, you know, it'll be great to ask him just uh, <laughs> what's going on, Jameson. The season starts in 24 hours kind of thing. We'll get the, all those thoughts and more coming up later on in the program. Sean Rourke from NHL.com is going to join us in our next segment. But right now, without further ado, let's get to part two of our conversation with Panthers general manager Bill Zito. This, of course, from the most recent episode of Territory Talk, which dropped today on FloridaPanthers.com. Let's dive right into it. This is the rest of our conversation with Panthers general manager Bill Zito. And going from Anton to his current roommate, Alexander Barkov, which is just, how much do you love that dynamic? Um, It's very, very helpful. (laughs) Going from from Anton to to, to Barky there, when you first got this job and you were projecting ahead and looking at your charts and numbers and figures, where was the Barky extension on that list, even, you know, going back to last year when you got here? Well, even before I had the job, you know, you look at, you go into interview and you say, okay, well, there's... This is going to expire. This is going to need to be addressed, right? Um, it's paramount. That's a franchise player, and and it needed to be addressed and needed to be considered immediately, and and we did. And, and on that, looking around the league, it's so hard in any sport to find you know the total package. Some guys are elite offensive talent. Some guys are defense. Some guys are right in the middle of both. But it seems like Barky is kind of as close to you can get in a lot of ways to the total package. Do you see it that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then so much more, right? Because there's size, mm-hmm. there's speed, strength. Um, and then that, it all really pales in comparison to the person, right? So mm-hmm. who you have in the room, who's a leader, who's a real leader, right? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing phony. Everything is sincere. Um, who's bold? Who's also considerate? Um, uh, and, uh, you know, we're we're we're... I've said it so many times, and I won't get sick of saying, you know, <laughs> who we're blessed and lucky. So it's great. It's a, it's an honor to have them in, on our team, and it's uh, it makes it makes our job that much easier, and it it makes it that much harder at the same time because there's that much more responsibility because we feel like we have an extra level, an extra debt. If he committed to us, then we have to make sure that we do everything. And during that press conference, when Barkey was kind of going through, you know, why he you know, made this decision, you know, obviously it was the team, it was the organization, it was seeing things on that upswing. But he also talked about just hockey in general growing down here. And he's been here for this ninth season. He's seen it grow from then till now. You're also getting in here, you know, in the more early stages of this wave upward. But from, you know, what we saw in the playoffs last year, that was maybe the loudest nine, 10,000 fans I've ever heard uh, that could get in the building. It, it just seems like things are really starting to take off. Just how excited are you to be kind of on that upswing here at the early stages? And just have you sensed it yet? Did you sense it build from when you got here? A little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. It's hard for me because I wasn't here before that. And it's a little humbling. Like, I don't know that it's really right to mm-hmm. align me with any of this, right? Yep. Like, I think it's Marky, right? <laughs> I don't think we belong in the same sentence. Um, but it's fun to watch, yeah. you know, like coming from Wisconsin and the north where I grew up, to see hockey grow and, and through the kids, mm-hmm. to see the excitement. And, and actually, there's like a little boy where we live um, who doesn't skate. And then my son said, oh, do you want to skate? So we got him skates. And they all want to come try. Mm-hmm. So that's really fun, just maybe on the romantic side that – hey, more kids can play and enjoy the game, and then we can keep expanding and growing it. 
because it's an awful lot of fun to be around, whether you play or watch or um, that's the neat part, I think. I know Doug and I always love, we're, we're always wearing our Panther gear everywhere. If we get a Go Panthers out in public. It's been it, happening a lot lately, too. It's been happening too. a lot more yeah. lately, I will yeah. say. It was, like I, like I said in the press conference, like when, in the playoffs and the guy at the checkout counter said, you know, good luck tonight. I was like, huh? <laughs> and it was in my, you know, my daughter was with me and she was like, huh? Do you know that guy? I was like, no, I don't know that guy. And it was the only time, right? Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, that's where we it's were the at the time. It was, we were right in the midst of the Tampa series. Um, but it, it's so exciting to think what what can be accomplished. And the building too, right? Mm -hmm. It's loud. It's a beautiful building. So inside and outside the building you certainly sense that that buzz around town is uh, is really picking up i wanted to get a sense from you you've had now a season under your belt working with with joel quenville and i just wanted to get a sense from you what it's been like for you to uh, to work alongside uh, you know one of the great coaches in the history of the sport it's been like going to hockey university and for me obviously i you know you come in three-time Stanley Cup winner. I was like, well, pretty much better not say anything for a while, which is hard for me to do. And I listened and listened and listened. And we started, what, 6-0? So that made it easy, right? <laughs> and then we got off to a, you know, we only lost, what, 14 games all year? So it's pretty, yeah, you didn't really, there's not, there was a never lot a to say, right? Yeah. But you kind of watch and you see the method to, you see the methods and you you watch and you learn and then I started to be you know I'm asking questions why'd you do that why'd you? and and you realize um, how he goes about his business and and gets the most out of the guys and the 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 patience or his ability to revisit a player and and or motivate him in a certain way and get the most out of him or make an in-game change Right, and play this guy with that guy, and uh, see things that I didn't see. So it was. It's been. It's been a great education for me. Uh, as we look ahead here, I mean, how much does it mean to be, you know, have the the conventional hockey calendar kicking off this year, and to be starting hockey when we're all used to starting hockey here in the fall like this? Yeah, it's really, really exciting, isn't it? It's just kind of like feels right. You don't want it. Yeah, it feels right, um, and it's. Um, that I can say is exciting. That part is sort of like, is it is it real? You know? And but we also too it's a little sobering to to think about what we've been through and and just think about those who've been impacted um, you know by this by this virus and, and our really the whole world and certainly our country and state and the people like woof. So, so we need to, to move forward, but also reflect a little bit um, and be mindful, right? That it's not over and we have to be careful. So, yeah. And last one for me here. I know you're, you're a busy man. You're getting ready for a hockey season. But are the Brewers still your baseball team? You keeping an eye on the playoff uh, series at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think my dad's going. Yeah. Yeah. Love Miller Park. So, absolutely. I love it. 
Recorded the conversation yesterday, so uh, the Milwaukee Brewers season came to a close last night, but uh, Bill Zito saying right there the Brewers are his baseball team. He was a, a bat boy for the Brewers back yes. in the in the early 80s, and he has kept that allegiance being from uh, from Wisconsin. So uh, he's, uh, again, a, a Brewers fan. Uh, I'm sure he was uh, – I'm sure that – yeah, I'm sure he was tuned into the game last night. Uh, it was uh, it was the Atlanta Braves who ended up prevailing in that game. But uh, great conversation there, more great stuff. Uh, loved hearing how he mentioned that working alongside Joel Quenville is like going to hockey university. I think we can all we all Absolutely. see where he's coming from with that every day when we get to hear uh, Joel Quenville address the media and, and things like that. You pick something up every time Coach Q talks. But uh, again, great conversations there with uh, with Bill Zito. Obviously picking up a lot there, but. Uh, it just makes you that much more excited to see this team hit the ice in, in about 24 hours' time. So uh, tomorrow night, Panthers and the Penguins, uh, it's going to be at FLA Live Arena, and you can get your tickets at floridapanthers.com, at ticketmaster.com. But, uh, Katie, anything else that you, you took out of the out of the conversations there with, uh, with, I should say, the conversation, but we broke it up into segments. Yes. So in the segments with Bill Zito that we just had here on uh, on the preseason special. I'm, he's he's ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah, we've talked about everything. Now let's let's do it. Yeah, we're uh, we're not far off. We are uh, less than 24 hours now from puck drop here at FLA Live Arena. Katie and I are set up in the home radio booth here at FLA Live Arena, so we are watching some of the preparation take place here in the building, and we can't wait to see all of you in here in about 24 hours' time. We can't wait to talk to Sean Rourke from NHL.com coming up in our next segment. And later on, Jameson Olive will be here. I think he's just setting the stage for his grand entrance because he pulled his chair up and then he left. He left the door cracked, so there's so definitely he can barge an in return plan. Because he texted, he texted me and he said the door's locked prior <laughs> to when he came in. So he's uh, he's around here someplace. We'll have him coming up later on the seven o'clock hour. Lots to get to. And uh, folks, a reminder: the Panthers and FLA Live Arena excited to bring you the FLA Live app. The FLA Live app is an all-new interactive arena mobile application to enhance and personalize visits to FLA Live Arena for Panthers games, concerts, and events. Use this app for tickets, mobile ordering, Panthers predict, and much more. Download it now on that smartphone, that mobile device of yours. You might even be listening to this program through a mobile device. It's in your hand. Download the FLA Live app. You've got it ready right now, so be sure to to check that out. Uh, We're getting ready here inside FLA Live Arena. We've got Sean Rourke, the director of editorial at NHL.com, stopping by on the other side of the break. We're going to get his national perspective on not only the Panthers, but on the National Hockey League, some of the storylines he's keeping an eye on. Lots to get to with Sean coming up on the other side, so be sure to keep it locked here. Jameson Olive coming up a bit later on here in the hour. It's the Panthers preseason special. Doug Plagans, Katie Gons with you up until 8 o'clock right here on 560 The Joe. Back to the Florida Panthers 2021-2022 season preview show on the home of the Panthers. AM 560, FM 99.9, HD2 The Joe, WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. (laughs) 
Welcome back, Panthers. Season preview special right here on 560 The Joe. Doug Plagans, Katie Gauz with you up until 8 o'clock. We've had an eventful program so far. You heard our conversation off the Territory Talk podcast with Panthers General Manager Bill Zito. Great stuff there as always. We had Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press last hour talking all things Panthers, getting us even more excited than we already are for the season opener that's coming up tomorrow at 7 o'clock at FLA Live Arena. Panthers and the Penguins, FloridaPanthers.com. Ticketmaster.com for your tickets. Panthers and the Islanders coming up Saturday at 6 right here in Sunrise as well. Hope to see you out here early and often throughout the upcoming Panthers season. When you come out to the arena, want to make sure you have the best and most fashionable Panthers gear. Panthers fans, go to flateamshop.com for your exclusive Panthers licensed merchandise, including one-of-a-kind game-used gear, hockey-inspired fashion apparel, and the Adidas limited edition reverse retro jerseys. Get yours while supplies last. Shop now. That's flateamshop.com. Going to be joined here any moment now by Sean Rourke from NHL.com, where he is the director of editorial, and it sounds like we've got him on the line right now. Doug Plagans, Katie Gauze here with you, joined now by Sean Rourke, the director of editorial for NHL.com. Sean, how are you tonight? Thanks for taking taking some time out for us and well like i said thanks for stopping by how you doing i'm doing great thanks for having me i appreciate it i was just uh tuned into a little bit of the tnt new broadcast with uh, wayne gretzky on to see what that was like pretty entertaining stuff so far well, we're going to get to some thoughts on that coming up here in just a few moments. Want to hit on some league-wide stuff with you. But, yeah. uh, but Sean, I know you and I corresponded a little bit. You said you're excited about this Panthers team going into this season. What intrigues you so much about the Panthers? Well, I just think when you look at any team that wins, right, they have to go through some disappointment before they win. Uh, Tampa Bay did it. The Penguins did it before they won. Um, you know, that there has to be that moment. It's not a rock-bottom moment, but it's a moment where you realize you're so close, and if one thing had turned another way, maybe you're the champion. And I think that Florida had that last year. I think, you know, they, they looked at it, and they look at it, and they say, we went six games with Tampa Bay, who won for the second time in a row. We didn't have our, our, our best defenseman. Um, we went through three goalies. We didn't have everything we needed, and, and now – they have everything they need, and if they can put it all together, you know, they're going to be a serious threat. And, and we had, you know, I do, a, I do a podcast with Dan Rosen on NHL.com called that, The Rink, and we had Steven Stamkos on uh, this week. As a matter of fact, the podcast went up today, and he talked about the rivalry and how it's really a rivalry now. And it doesn't become a rivalry until one team fears the other team, and I think Tampa Bay does now. So, you know, those are the things when I look at it, I say, wow, this Florida team, they have all the pieces they need to kind of put this together and go on a run. And, Sean, you, you just touched on it there, and we were planning to get onto it, but this whole battle of Florida, it really has, you know, taken on a whole new life. I mean, they couldn't even keep their hands off of each other in the preseason. Just, you know, what is that like, you know, from an outside perspective to just see that, you know, hockey is not only, you know, alive and happening in South Florida, but kind of at an all-time high and a, and a real must-watch situation? I keep stealing your storylines. I'm, <laughs> I'm foreshadowing in a good way, I guess. You're good. It's great. Look, let's be honest. That storyline has been pumped for years. All the Florida, the the Battle of Florida, Tampa Bay, Florida. 
Right. Either one team was good and the other team wasn't, or neither team was that good. And it's really hard to manufacture a rivalry. But when both teams are good, when they're playing meaningful games, when there's when there's a history there of meaningful games, that's when a rivalry takes off. That's when teams all of a sudden are like, well, when I see that team again, they're going to get my best because I, I don't like that team. I don't like what they stand for. You know, it's not even the rough stuff. It, it, it's more... You know, you play an 82-game season, and any player will tell you, you're not going to get up for all 82 games. It's just physically impossible. Maybe there's one guy on the team, oh, that's my old team, I'm going to be up for them, but he's taken right. five or six passengers with him. When when Florida and Tampa Bay play now after last year, I don't think there's any passengers on either side because Florida wants to prove that they're in that league, and Tampa Bay doesn't want to give an inch. When you're the champion and you're the best team in the division, you don't want anybody below you to believe. That's the whole key to this, to everything, right? If you believe you can do something, then you can do it. So Tampa Bay wants to take that belief away from people, and, and Florida wants to earn that belief, and that's where the rivalry comes from. And, and then you look at it, and there's stars everywhere on the ice, on both sides. You know, Barkov and Stamkos, Hedman, Hedman and, and Weger and Ekblad, like, and, and then the goalies, you know, if Bob's back and, and Vasilevsky, I mean, there, and there's just... There's stars everywhere. Like it's fun to watch. It's it's not this plotting hockey where two teams don't like each other and they're they're going to run each other into the boards. They're playing wide open, let's go, all gas, no breaks type of hockey. Sean, I want to get to some of exactly what you were talking about right there. He's Sean Rourke from NHL.com. You can find him on the At the Ring podcast, as he mentioned there as well. Uh, but, Sean, you look at this matchup as a whole between the Panthers and the Lightning. You were talking about that, and you mentioned Alexander Barkov. And I feel like you and I, we've had you on various shows over the last few years, and we always talk about Alexander Barkov. He got the big contract extension uh, last week. Uh, safe to say at this point, Sean, uh, you know, for a long time he kind of carried that underrated tag. He's, he's, not, uh, he's not underrated anymore. Everybody knows at this point. Am I right, Sean? Alexander Barkov, plain and simple, he's a superstar he's one of the best players in the world uh, that's very true and but i don't know that everybody knows it yet i still think there's people out there that want to be converted that that are still saying prove it to me and and i don't know why like to me he's in the top 10 uh, of players in the league right now i want to see play he reminds me a lot of patrice bergeron when when patrice was at his ultimate prime he's kind of a little bit older now still a great player but when he was at his absolute prime he could do everything on the ice you needed to win a big face-off he'd win it for you you needed a big special teams goal he would get it for you you needed somebody to play defense and take away the other team's number one center he could do it for you and the rest of the team looked at him and said that guy is going to lead us he is going to give us what we need to be champions and he did it in 2011 and they came short a couple more times but when you look at all those runs Patrice Bergeron was right in the middle of all that and and there's certain players that have that and to me Alexander Barkov has it and in another way he kind of reminds me of Patrice Bergeron is there were such bigger personalities on those teams you look at the championship team Sean Thornton was on that team Milan Lucic was on that team you know they had guys who had these big personalities and, and Patrice just kind of faded into the background and he went about doing his work and he did it really well, but he was never the first guy you mentioned because there were other guys that kind of took that spotlight, and I kind of feel that way about Alexander Barkov. Like, he's so important to the Florida Panthers, but he doesn't stand above them. He just kind of, he's in he's in amongst the group. He, he's not a Connor McDavid, where it's constantly, oh my god, did you see what Connor McDavid did? But it's a, I just watched 60 Minutes of Perfection. 
like I, it's a perfect hockey game. And switching gears a little bit, Sean, you mentioned it when you joined us that you were tuning in for some games happening tonight. And one of the big changes this season is the new broadcast partners. We had ESPN making their debut last night. Now TNT gets their shot tonight. Just want to get your thoughts, what you've liked, because from what I'm seeing on Twitter, it seems like the uh, TNT crew is really gaining a lot of fans already. They've got quite a good panel going, but what have you liked so far? Well, with the ESPN games last night, look, you have new partners, and it's exciting, right? It's, it's always exciting when you have a new relationship, and some of the some of the things that were, you know, comfortable aren't comfortable anymore. You, you know, new guys calling the game. I thought Sean McDonough did a great job on the on the Lightning Penguins game last night. A lot of guys have moved over, right, from NBC or, or Sportsnet or whoever it was that had the games because they're professionals and they, whoever has hockey, they're going to do that. But they've brought in some new blood. They had Emily Kaplan between the benches in the early game last night. They had John Butchergrass on the late game. You know, there's these new voices. They're trying new camera angles. They're, they're doing all kinds of things because it's important to them, too. This is a new problem for them they want to do it and like I said before you called I was probably watching the first 10 minutes of the TNT broadcast and I guess this panel I, I don't watch a ton of basketball but I've heard you know that their their pregame show is wild and free-flowing yeah. and you know people are already taking it to Wayne Gretzky right every time <laughs> I've ever seen Wayne Gretzky I'm pretty much speechless and and you know talks giving it to him Rick, Rick Tockett and Paul Bissonette sitting right next to him chirping him a bit and you know, it seemed like they were having a lot of fun. It was it was a very loose. It was more, you know, four guys, five guys sitting around a bar and telling stories than it was, you know, hey, let's break down this game and let's do this and let's do that. And I'm sure they're going to get to that. But there is a lot of personalities on on that panel, and and it was like I said for the first ten minutes, it was a it was a really entertaining watch. And Sean, wanted to get uh, a sense from you on a, another, from your perspective, a, a league-wide type thing. Just look at the way these divisions are shaking out, because I think a, a, another part of the excitement getting back to this season is we're starting hockey when we're used to starting hockey here in the fall, and we've got our regularly scheduled programming back, if you will, and you know, from the Panthers' perspective playing in the Atlantic division, seeing the usual opponents within the Atlantic, and getting to see everybody again. But when you look at the way these divisions have shaken out, I think in the Atlantic, uh, there's not going to be an easy night uh, in the Atlantic division. You get the Panthers, the Lightning, the Leafs, Boston's still in the mix. Montreal went to the final last year. Even the teams in transition, Detroit and Ottawa, figure to be better this season. You look at the Metro, and that's a really tough one to call preseason. Maybe a little bit more separation over in the West. I think the gap between Vegas and the rest and maybe the gap between Colorado and the rest in the Central a bit uh, a bit wider. But uh, but the way these Eastern Conference divisions have, have shaken out, uh, this is going to be some entertaining hockey this season. And I think we're going to be talking, talking playoff races uh, pretty early because in the Metro and in the Atlantic, you just aren't going to be able to, to fall behind. It would be tough to get back into it. How do you see these things playing out? Yeah, no, I mean, look, it's crazy. You, you try and look and you say, who's not going to make the playoffs, right? And you mentioned Ottawa, uh, and I, I don't know that they're good enough, but they're getting better, and people were did not want to play them at the end of last year. What they win their last 11 games? Yep. Look, they, they need to get to Chuck in the lineup. He's holding out right now. He's kind of the key to their whole thing. But they're a young, hungry team that, that's going to be no fun to play. 
people are talking about Montreal, the Stanley Cup finalists, maybe not making the playoffs. And you know they don't have Carey Price. They lost their number one center. Um, yeah, they don't. They don't have uh, their number one defenseman for the whole year in, in Shea Weber because of injuries. And and they're going to have a tough time when, when when you think about the way this division's going. I, I don't know if you mentioned them in the list of teams, but you have a Toronto team that's basically come out and said this is it. If we don't do it this year, after all the failures we've had in the last three years, things are going to change. That's the GM before the season saying that, putting himself on the hot seat, putting the whole team on the hot seat and saying, this is it, this is make or break. You know, I I guess conference final or better because they haven't gotten out of the first round yet. But, you know, how often do you see a team put itself on the hot seat? That's how crazy this division is to me. And then the Metro is just a complete meat grinder. I, I think New Jersey is going to be way better with what they've done. I think Columbus is going to be better than people give them credit for. And then you've got all the big teams that are always there, right? The Islanders, the Rangers should be a little bit better, the Capitals. Um, I thought Pittsburgh was going to be down. And they took it to the Stanley Cup champions. And I know it's only one game, and they're not going to have – uh, Malkin back for at least another month, month and a half. They're hoping to get Crosby back next week, but you know they looked really good. And to me, Carolina is like Florida, right? Those to me, those are the two teams that I look at, and I kind of feel the same way about. I still don't think people are sold on Carolina, and they're going to have some goaltending issues. But I think they're a really good team, and I think Rod Brendamore it might be the best coach in the league right now. Well, Sean, last one from me. Obviously, every offseason, there's a lot of changes that occur throughout the league, new personnel on new teams. Is there anyone that stands out to you? Because I, I, we've discussed this on you know, a variety of levels. But is there anyone to you that stands out across the league as a, you know, maybe being you know, a really standout addition to a new team that they're joining? Uh, you know, just someone that's going to be wearing a new jersey for the first time but you really feel like is going to you know, make a huge difference? Well, I'm interested to see what Dougie Hamilton's going to do in, in, in New Jersey, right? He's kind of a guy that's always been a little bit more in the background. There's a, he's always played with a dominant defenseman wherever he's gone. Um, you know, and, and Carolina, he, he had Slavin, and, and Calgary had Giordano, and Boston, he had Chara. He's never been that guy. He's coming to New Jersey on a big contract with a young team, and he's going to be the guy. And what's he going to do with it? Is he, is he going to be able to embrace that, and is he going to be able to deliver without some of the protection that he's had before? Look, he's still got P.K. Subban on that team, and, and you know, P.K.'s a good defenseman. He's won the Norris Trophy, but he's not the same defenseman he was when he did that. So, you know, all the focus is going to be on Dougie Hamilton, and I'm really interested to see what he can do with that opportunity. And... and with the challenge of being an unquestioned number one now. Um, And that'll go a long way into determining what the Devils do this year. Sean, two quick ones before I let you go here. Uh, First, just from your, again, league-wide perspective, when Joe Thornton signed with the Panthers and, uh, again, chose the Panthers because he felt that it was a team that gave him a a great opportunity to to try and and make a run at a Stanley Cup, the one thing that's really eluded him in his career, what did did that tell you when uh, when Joe Thornton chose to come to the Panthers and and how do you see the fit going because he's already made a really positive impact on, uh, on his new teammates? Yeah, look, I, I think it's huge. We talked about it early on when it when it first happened on our podcast. And to me, like the one thing, and we talked about this in the first segment that we did, you know, and how I felt about the Panthers and, and how they needed to learn how to be champions and they needed to learn how to win. The other thing you need to learn when you have those kind of expectations is how to live with them 
how to be comfortable in being the hunted instead of the hunter, how to enjoy the rink every day, even when you're going through a slump and, and, and the walls are closing in and you're like, hey, we're supposed to be really good and we're really struggling right now. What's going to happen? There's few guys in the league better than Joe Thornton and walking into a room and livening it up, right, after a loss, being like, hey, boys, this is okay, this is what we're going to do, you know, making fun of the guy next to him or, or whatever it is, or making fun of himself. Like, he's the kind of guy, you talk to anybody that's played with him, he's the kind of guy that just, he brightens up a room, and, and he makes guys feel good about themselves. He makes guys feel 10 feet tall in, in, a, in a different way than, you know, a tough guy would. You feel 10 feet tall because you feel protected out there. You feel 10 feet tall just because you know this guy is with you and he has your back and he's seen everything that's possible to see. And I still think he's a, he's he's a guy in the right situation that can produce you need depth scoring if you're going to be a really good team and I, and I think that's something that Joe Thornton can still do so you know it's one of those under the radar additions other than the fact that it's Joe Thornton and Joe's never under the radar but it is one of those under the radar acquisitions where you're just like oh that's a name thing you know Florida's trying to do this and they're trying to bring a little attention to themselves I, I don't believe Bill Zito's trying to do that anymore I believe he's trying to put together a team that can win and I believe just like San Jose thought and like Toronto thought Joe Thornton's a huge part of that and uh, and one last thing here before we let you go you mentioned this this Panthers team they have a chance to do some big things if the Panthers Sean are going to maximize their potential this season what is the key in your mind that needs to happen they need a goalie they need a goalie like Andre Vasilevsky or, or Connor Hellebuck. They need a goalie who can say, this is my crease. And I don't know who that is yet. I don't know if it's Bob Roski. I don't know if it's Knight. But they need somebody where they know they're going to get 60 games and they're going to be 60 good games. Look, nobody in the league plays as much as Vasilevsky, and he's just a unicorn. I don't Him and Hellebuck, there's, there's very few guys that can handle that workload, and there's very few coaches that are willing to have a goalie handle that workload because there's always that fear when they get to the playoffs they're going to be worn out. You have a really good one and two here, but at some point one of those two guys is going to have to say, this is mine. And I'm going to take it, and I'm going to show you with my play that this is mine. And then you have something to rally around, right? You know you have that guy on the bench that's going to come in on any given night and give you what you need to get out of get out of town with a point or two points. But then you have that other guy that every night when you're skating warm-ups, you look at him and you go, that guy, he's going to give us a chance tonight. And all we have to do is get him three goals, and we know we're going to win. That's what Tampa Bay does. That's what... Mark Andre Fleury did for the for the Penguins for years, and he did for Vegas when they went to the Stanley Cup in their first year. Once you have that faith in your goalie, and you're not worried about what's going to happen, it's so the burden is so much less. You just go out and play because you can get three goals on any given night, and if you have a goalie that you believe will get you at least a point when you do that, you're golden. Sean Rourke, director of editorial NHL.com, always kind enough to take out some take out some uh, time for us. Uh, and whether it's on our preview shows, whether it's on Panthers Insider, Sean, doesn't matter where we talk to you. It's always great to talk to you. Hey, what have you been listening to lately? Any good metal lately? Uh, yeah, I mean, not not a ton, unfortunately. We just started commuting again. That's when I do all my good listening. Um, but I like I've been listening to a lot of like. Um, I got an advanced preview of the new Whitechapel album, which is okay. fantastic. Um, the Block Dahlia Murder, um, things like I was that. I'm that sure last all night. your yeah. listeners are like, oh, I love those bands. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that the Knock Loose has uh, been on a pretty constant rotation. So um, 
keeping it heavy. You know. Oh yeah, knocked loose. My that's one of the heaviest bands on the planet. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, I Sean, saw them at Warped a couple of years ago on the side small stage, and they just blew me away. And ever since then, whatever they've done, I've been the first in line to listen to it. Yeah, they're uh, they're outstanding. Sean Rourke, metal expert, hockey expert. Sean, we thank you very much uh, for stopping by. You can find Sean Rourke on Twitter at srourke underscore NHL. You can find him on the At The Ring podcast. You can find him at NHL.com, doing all kinds of great work. Sean, once again, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Anytime this year, I'm so excited to talk about the Panthers. I think it's going to be a great year. We are excited, too, and uh, and we're, we're hopeful that it's going to be a great year as well. Sean, thanks again for joining us. Great insight there on our preseason special from a league-wide perspective. Great to hear from from Sean as well, and uh, and I, I know he's a, he's a big metal listener, so I had to get that in at the end, just find yeah, out yeah, what he's yeah, been listening to. You've got to be honest. I was, uh, I was a little bit out of that conversation. You lost that. But, uh, you, we lost you there. Got some huh? ideas. You know, maybe I'll check it out. Hey, hey, hey it's, uh, if you need to get pumped up or, you know, if you need to get fired up before the game, we're probably fired up enough. But, uh, you know, if, you, if you're if you just uh, relaxing tonight hurts. and throwing on uh, throwing on some metal, uh, a couple That's of recommendations. That, that is what I do. I'll probably do that when I get home while I'm uh, <laughs> while, while domestic Doug is doing his vacuuming and cleaning up and doing vacuuming laundry. Vacuuming while listening ready. to metal. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be loud over there at, uh, at my place tonight between the vacuum and, the, poor neighbors. and the metal. Uh I think the I, I haven't ever gotten a complaint, so uh, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully everything's okay. I I know things are going to be okay coming up next segment because Jameson Olive is here. And in case you're just joining us, Jameson Olive, FloridaPanthers.com, Territory Talk Podcast. You 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 know you know him from all these different platforms. He was he texted me because the door was locked. This was about forty minutes ago. He came in <laughs> and then he set up a chair like he was gonna sit down and just watch the program. Mm-hmm. And then I turned around and he was gone, but the chair was there. It's like when it's like when you're getting re- when you're at a concert or something or you're at a, a big stage show and the the stage is being set up and then they leave and you're like, Oh, I wonder what oh, they're gonna man. do with all this stuff. Well, he brought in a chair, and now he's going to another chair. He's putting on a headset. He's, get, he's getting the headset on. Folks, it's getting serious here, and we've got one segment left on the preseason special. And Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com, as we are uh, 40 minutes into the program now, it's, so it's appropriate after 40, or 40 minutes into the 7 o'clock hour, we will have Jameson coming up on the other side of the break. Panthers and the Penguins tomorrow at seven, and then uh, Saturday at seven, Pan- or Saturday at six rather. Panthers and the Islanders. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, and nine five four eight three five puck to get your tickets. We have it all coming for you. Hope to see you out here at FLA Live Arena early and often throughout the new season. Coming up next, Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com. He is going to join Katie Gauze and me right here, and we will take you up until 8 p.m. here on the preseason special. Folks, it is the Florida Panthers preseason special right here on 560 The Joe. Welcome back to the 2021 Panthers Playoff Preview on the home of the Panthers. AM 560, FM 96.5, HD2, The Joe, WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. It's the preseason special winding down. Be with you for about another 17 minutes or so. One of the great traditions in sports. Panthers preseason special right here on 560 The Joe. Doug Plagans, Katie Gauze, a special guest that we 
mentioned by name in the last segment. Jamison all FloridaPanthers.com, Territory Talk Podcast. We'll be along here in just a moment. Join us for Oktoberfest Saturday. Panthers and the Islanders Saturday at 6 at FLA Live Arena. Panthers and the Islanders enjoy beer, pretzels, schnitzel, spatzel, bratwurst, and much more starting mm. at 4 p.m. on the JetBlue Tarmac. Don't miss out. That's Saturday. Get out there at 4, some good food, then a good hockey game at 6 o'clock on Saturday. Tickets now, FloridaPanthers.com. It is the middle of October, and with that, we know it's time to start a new Florida Panthers season. Jameson Olive stopping by. Jameson, it's great to have you. You pulled your chair in here like 40 minutes ago, and then you left, and now you're back. <laughs> I've just been kind of floating around the building here for the last hour or so because I got my work done around 7. Okay. And you weren't bringing me on until, what is it now, 7.45? After 40 closer. minutes. Yeah, so I just I was enjoying watching you guys you know, in person up here, but then I was like, you know what, I'm going to go see what else is going around around FLA Live Arena because let's not forget, you know, Things are getting going here. We're getting ready What'd for you opening see? night tomorrow. Anything, but you don't have to divulge all the secrets. The buzz. I, I saw some good things, and it's going to be good tomorrow. Tomorrow at that. seven. Yes. Yes, it's going to be good. Going to be a good time tomorrow at seven. Panthers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jameson, Katie, and I in a first segment of the show, which was a long time ago, back when we started the six o'clock hour. I actually had it in the show rundown, and you saw it because I included you on the email. I cc'd yes. you. I had the first segment labeled "Casual Banter." And that was when Katie and I opened the show with good Casual Banter. It, it would be a good band yep, name. I like that. So we got to discussing the fact that the season starts tomorrow, and I mentioned that with the start of a new season, tonight after the show, I on the way home, I'm probably going to make sure that I have some – I'm going to stop at the store. I need to make sure I have some food in the fridge. I'm going to get home. I'm going to probably run the vacuum. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to vacuum anything, but I'm going to run the vacuum. I'm going to do some laundry, make sure I have – clothes clean for the start of the season because you get into the routine and the, the days start to just blend together. They Jameson, do. They do. Do you have any any rituals before the season starts or just things that you like to do, make sure you get done? I, I mentioned I got dry cleaning to pick up. I, what, what does the start of the season look like for one Jameson Olive, a busy man of many media platforms? Um, well, you already kind of touched on one of my rituals, which is trying to make sure I got my dry cleaning done and okay. remembering I didn't do it in time. So I'm going to probably be a little mismatched or a little dirty tomorrow night for opening night, as is Come tradition. On. I usually don't get that dry cleaning done until the first road trip of the season. It kind of buys you some time. Make sure you wear some deodorant tomorrow. Yes, I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll smell good tomorrow. I'll just look a little wrinkly, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe, you know what? I'll buy some wrinkle release tomorrow, and I'll see what I can do. The steamer. You have one of those? Yeah, I do have a little steamer. Okay. So we'll see. Do, do I have time to steam is the question. Wow. Who has the time to steam Time's ticking days. away. Time's yeah. ticking away. But other than that, I just try to get as much done as possible before the game itself. Because obviously on a game day, we got the five-minute warning skate on the Panthers podcast network. Yes. We got a game preview, mm-hmm. probably on opening night, maybe some sort of midday feature. And then, of course, five takeaways after the game, plus after 40 during the game. It's a busy day. It sneaks up on you. You have so many months to prepare, yet it still sneaks up on you. Uh, but I think I'm, I'm pretty ready. I think I'm pretty ready. I think you are, too. I think we're all ready. And tomorrow... Now we can say about 23 hours and 15 minutes from now, the season's going to start for the Panthers right here inside FLA Live Arena. Where we are doing this very program. And with that, the new episode of Territory Talk, the Panthers podcast, it dropped today. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast. And we had a prediction segment. The three of us did. We did. I'm Doug Plagans alongside Katie Goss, Jameson, all of joining the program here as we wind it down. We had some predictions some Panthers predictions, and I wanted to get to more predictions. Ooh. Here with 
Brand new ones, not yes, ones new, on the, These okay. are not the ones we covered on Territory Talk. And if you're wondering about the ones we covered on Territory Talk, we each named our projected uh, team MV or team scoring leader, leader scorer, yep. uh, biggest surprise, bold prediction, and we ranked what we believe, what we project to be the top three teams in the Atlantic Division. And for all three of us, it was some combination of the Panthers in first, followed by Tampa Bay and Toronto. So that was how we had the top three laid out. I want to get to a few here with you and uh and katie we'll let you we'll let you start here with this one but my first question i want to get jameson's take and then i'll give mine okay but the florida panthers the 21 22 florida panthers who start their season tomorrow at seven at fla live arena against the pittsburgh penguins tickets at floridapanthers.com and ticketmaster.com this edition of the florida panthers will have four 30 goal scorers yes or no so it's a yes or no Mm. I could start off my answer with a yes. I'm going to say that Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, yeah. Sam Reinhart, and Carter Verhage will each score 30 goals this season. Yeah, I mean, when you look, I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now, looking at the breakdown of the lines, it's hard to imagine that, that not being true. Now, if you said no, I think the the only reason no could potentially be an answer is too many guys are going to get 20 goals. That was going to be yeah. my answer. There's I, only one puck to go around. There's you just gonna be named a, the whole top power play. So, I mean. Yeah, so I think the, the love is going to be spread a bit more than that. And you're going to have a lot of 22, 23, 24, 25 goal scorers. Uh, that's a lot to ask for four guys to go over 30. And that's why I thought about it. I'm so exp- I'm going to say no. And I'm thinking because, okay. you know, Frank Vetrano is 20 goals in the bank. Owen Tippett's going to be 20 goals Patrick in the bank Lundquist. this season. Yeah. I think Aaron Ekblad's going to sniff 20 goals this season. I think you're going to have a lot of guys. Anthony Duclair could be in that neighborhood. There's so, only one puck to go around. But I'm going to be bold here because I direct the boldness, and I'm going to say that there will be four 30-goal scores. So I'm saying no, team. but for positive reasons. Yes, Because exactly. so many other exactly. guys will also be just scoring. There will be too many people scoring so many goals. It just may not But I will say Sam Reinhart will lead the team in goals. Okay. Goals a prediction within a prediction. Where's go. that? What number? What number are you thinking? I'm going to think he gets... 34 goals. 34 to lead the way. Sam Reinhart, the new addition acquired over the offseason. One thing's for certain, this Panthers team that led the league in average shots on goal last season is potentially going to lead the league in overall goals for. I think there's a good chance that's going to happen this year. All right. At the end of this season, multiple individual awards will go the Panthers way and this could be on ice awards this could be a coach of the year award a GM of the year award multiple individual awards I am going to say yes so saying at least two awards yes that's what I'm going I think I think we we have two individuals I'm gonna say one this year with multiple nominations I should three, say three it. nominations. I'm going to change it to. I'm going to change it to nominations. Two or more nominations. Oh, actually. that's too easy. Though. Oh yeah, no. I think you stick with the. You think we stick awards? with the awards because I think nominations okay. yes. is a lock. I think there are going to be more than more. I think there will be multiple individual awards. So I will say that you know if the Panthers finished first, then I think Joel Quenville would be a lock for the Jack Adams. I agree with that. He got close last year, close. so voters want to give it to him. I agree with that. And I think they are going to win the division. So for the same reason, the I think if the Panthers either get first or come very close in second, uh, Bill Zito will win GM of the year because he got so close last year, but they said, you know, not yet. Do it again one more year and we'll give it to you. So I think, (laughs) once again, they want to give it to him. Um, The other awards, there's just so much competition. I think Alexander Barkov's going to repeat with the Selkie. I was going to say, I mean, we all know that once you win the Selkie. He's in the club. Yes, Mm -hmm. he's in the club now. and You start the season in the top five. If he continues that, and then there's... 
you know, there's the Norris. So much competition, but Eck is going to be around. Definitely possible. Um, and, of course, the heart is just Barkov could play out of his mind again, but can you stay within 20 points of Connor McDavid's the question, just because yeah. Yeah. he just puts up so many points. So if the Panthers do, you know, get first place, Barkov is within 20 points or so of McDavid with all-world defense, then I think, yeah, Hart Trophy's a possibility. But I think two or the easiest would be Coach Q and, and Bill Zito. But if you listen to Territory Talk and our predictions, my bold prediction okay. was Spencer Knight winning the Calder They've got rookie. Calder options, too. That is a possibility. So, I mean, there's technically that. And yeah. the only difference there is, I, yeah, obviously Spencer's the best <laughs> option. You could also say Anton uh, Lundell would sure. be an option. But right now it looks like he's starting the season as the third-line center, uh, not on either power play unit to start, but will be killing penalties. So he's going to get minutes. It's a good opportunity. But there's so many other rookie forwards out there in the league on, on yeah. lesser teams that will be playing top-line or you know, second-line minutes. Top power play units. Yeah. Like they're going yeah. to be on worse teams, but they're going to be able to put up more points. So uh, it, it kind of hurts, hurts to be a good team on a good team when you're a rookie because you know, obviously you don't have to be put in those you know high pressure situations off the bat so he's he's a possibility but you know, of course knight on the team probably the front runner for the calder yeah last one here and then we can have some more casual banter <laughs> the atlantic division will have three four or five teams make the playoffs this season i think i think i was thinking about this more yesterday i was leaning toward the top three in the Atlantic and five from the Metro, but I'm starting to think we're going to have a, an even 4-4. Four, four. I, I think I think you're going to see the Panthers, the Lightning, the Leafs, and the Bruins all get in there. And I just think that Metro, the Metro might just be a bit too much of a gauntlet with so many evenly matched teams that it's going to be hard for that separation to take place. I think we're going to have a 4-4 four, four split between the two divisions as far as playoff breakdowns concerned. Well, because you said that, I'm going to go 5 Three. I was leaning that way already. And I'm going to give it to the teams you mentioned. I'm going to give it to the Panthers, the Lightning, the Maple Leafs, um, right. the Bruins, I suppose, although I think they're going to take a step back, obviously losing David Krejci. You don't know what's going on with Tuca. Some changes there. A, a team that's been stable for so long is having some changes these recent years. We don't know how that's going to affect things. And like I said on Territory Talk, I would love it if the Detroit Red Wings could make some noise this year because I do think they got better and they play hard. Um, but without Jacob Rana for a while, I I think that's going to put him behind the eight ball too much early. So who else do I go though in the Atlantic after no, that? I don't you know. Can, you could do five in the Metro. You could take. Five I wouldn't do five in the Metro. Okay. But I think you're going to. So let's hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, are we all? Are the three of us all going to be different on this one? That's that's good for the good it for the sounds show. Sounds like we I, are, I but just I just feel can't like pick there's that not team. as much of a. I just think there's not as much of like a gap. And as much of a separation, you know, where you can kind of clearly see maybe a top four and a bottom four. I mean, I can definitely in see in the in the Metro, uh, you got the, the Islanders, the Hurricanes, the Flyers, the Rangers, and the Capitals all in no particular order. I can see all those teams making it. I mean, the Penguins, and Pittsburgh's you can never in there necessarily too. count out either. So I just think there's more. If I was going to pick which one had to have five, like if, I, if we were going five, and I would pick that over the Atlanta. I just love the underdogs, though. Like, I'd love it if we the Senators had a great season this year. Obviously, except against the Panthers. Yes. But against everyone else, it'd be great. Because they do have young talent. I want one of these young talent, you know, ahead of schedule, early rebuild teams to have a good year this year. So that's uh, so. It looks like we all kind of leaned a different way on that one. Right? I'm, I'm the one rooting for chaos here, I think, more than you that guys. You guys are leading with your heads. I'm leading with my heart. That means you asked a good question, Doug. Yeah, very so we, we had to we had to really go through that one. So, <laughs> Jameson Olive, uh, the season starts up here in uh, in less than twenty four hours. Uh, we've had so many times, so much time to discuss 
all the different storylines, the breakdowns. But uh, I guess looking at the way camp and the preseason went, who are you looking to the most? Uh, who's coming into the season here with the, the, the biggest head of steam going into the year? What are you most excited for? Oh, everyone, all the guys. But if I had to pick a couple, uh, obviously Barkov, after, you know, signing that eight-year extension, he's going to want to come out here and just, you know, destroy teams. And, you know, you know, because he is that guy. He, I'm sure he looks at that contract and says, you know, I'm already, the, you know, one of the best players in the world, not going to be even that much better. He, he puts that on himself. And, of course, he's been looking great in the preseason, uh, been putting on a clinic in these exhibitions. So Barkov, of course, Owen Tippett, you know, probably one of the top players for the Panthers in the preseason. Uh, he's starting on that second line with Bennett and Huberdeau. Uh, how good does he look, you know, off the bat. I think he's going to look great, especially also on that second power play unit. Um, Anton Lundell, we only got to see him for two preseason games, but I liked what I saw a lot. Uh, I kind of like him as a sneaky pick to maybe get the first goal of the season. It just seems like that's a good story for him. Uh, so we'll see what goes on there. But, you know, so many guys here. At Tulo Esterinen, if he ends up playing uh, on opening night, obviously he's one of those guys that has a couple guys breathing down his neck. Uh, you know, when Nolachari, whenever he gets back, or maybe when Maxime Mammon gets healthy, or Mason Marchman gets healthy, it seems like he's a guy that's every day going to be fighting to keep that spot. So I expect him to come out hot. Let's not forget, At Tulo Esterinen had a great start to last season yep. before fading a bit. So maybe he, you know, has a great start again. I'm looking for him. On defense, Uyghur Ekblad, back together again finally. You know, not since last, you know, March with these guys playing together. So uh, excited to see, you know, that chemistry back out there. And then last but not least, I'm going to say just Bob. I want to see what Bob does out there. I like what I've seen in the preseason. Dad Bob. Dad Bob, yeah, his, you know, his first season as a dad. We expect that dad strength to be in full force. Yep. I think he's, you know, he talked about it today. He's coming, you know, this season, fresh start, clean slate, start from zero. Uh, you know, showed improvement last year, you know, from his first year with the Panthers. But I think, you know, I think he does settle thing down. I think he leads the Panthers to an opening night win. I think all year long, you know, both Bob and Knight are going to have good years. But I think Bob uh, starts off well off the bat. So Jameson said Anton Lundell. I said everyone, basically. Katie, hey, well, we're talking, about the first, we're talking about for first goal of the oh, season. We're going through that now. You Ooh. said Anton Lundell. Is that who you're going with? I would say, Katie, who do you have? I, I got to say, and, you know, this is actually a guy we haven't talked about that much. And I think probably it's just, I, I mean, he's just been known for, for big moments all the time. And that's. Frank the Tank. That's yeah, who I was going to go with. I was going to say And, and keep too. in mind, for Tanglin this season, this is a contract year for him. So he's wanting to really, you know, make an impact. And he, he's wanting to, you know, get paid, you know, after this season. So because they're on the same line, maybe Frank for Toronto takes a shot. Maybe Anton Lindell gets a piece of it. And that's Ooh. how I get my goal there. But yeah, I got to go Frank the Tank. We're loving the third line here, he though. He loves the big goals. He loves the big moments. And, I mean, he's just, he's got a nose for that. For that net, so well, FLA Live Arena is gonna be rocking too. So these guys are gonna be feeding off. I yeah. was gonna say Franklin the Tanklin too, but since you did, I, I'm <laughs> Carter Verhage gonna score the first goal of the season. I could one. just very, I could just very easily see that happen. But obviously, if we were putting money on this, if we were over in Vegas, you'd probably go with a Barkov or Huberto or something. But that's not fun. They're too easy. We got to pick some fun ones here. Yeah, I, I like that we went a little outside the box. But yeah, that top line, the two top lines. And if you remember, the first goal of the season is rarely who you think it's going to be. I know right. in years past, not too long ago, we've had Erica Branson, Scott Gomez, Jacob McDonald. Those are just three I remember off the top of my head over three different seasons. It's always kind of who you least expect. So who had the first goal last year? I do not remember who had the first one last year. But you know what? Probably someone we didn't expect. 
We're going to have to go back to the archives nah. all the way back to last season. We're winding down here on the show. Uh, I want to say thanks to all of our guests that we had on today. Thanks to Panthers general manager Bill Zito for stopping by on uh, on Territory Talk. And we had a chance to replay that conversation for you here on this preseason special. Thanks to Sean Rourke from NHL.com. Thanks to Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press back in hour number one. Thanks to my friend and yours, Jameson Olive, for joining us here to close things out in this segment the next time we talk to you it's going to be for game number one of 82 that's tomorrow night panthers penguins seven o'clock at fla live arena we hope to see you out there jameson your hand has been raised i got oh, the first goal from last on. season i beat katie to it no. i was on my phone she's on her computer it was aaron Eckblad, ah, yep. 12 seconds into the second period against, against the chicago, chicago blackhawks Black yes that's <laughs> winner right. winner <laughs> Well, I think it's good. I think Aaron Eckblad is going to score a lot of goals uh, this season. Big thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. We hope to see you at FLA Live Arena tomorrow at 7 Panthers Penguins, Saturday at 6 Panthers Islanders, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. Whether you want to go to one game or all the games by yourself or with all your friends, we can set something up that works for you. For Katie Gauze, for Jameson Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. This has been the Panthers preseason special right here on 560 The Joe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.